This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What if here at City Report Podcast we could predict the future? First of all, we wouldn't be hosting a daily Manchester City podcast. Instead, we'd all be sat on a yacht in Monte Carlo or hiding away in a nuclear bunker, depending on what our premonitions said. But still, what if... Well, today, everyone, that's exactly what we'll be trying to do. It's Wednesday, the 29th of March. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And this is the City Report podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Adam, welcome back. Um, It's getting to that time of the year now where, as I'm falling asleep, as I'm drifting away, I'm starting to think about a Champions League quarter-final. I'm starting to think about a Premier League title running. I'm starting to think about days out at Wembley. We're in, we're in the business end. I am, I'm sounding the klaxon. I'm hitting the hammer down on it. We're in the business end. We are. I haven't, I haven't checked into that train of thought yet. I'm still just barely recovering from my chain, drastic change in sleep patterns from from Manchester to Portland, um, which has been interesting i've been waking up disoriented every night uh which is great i've been waking up at like two or three in the morning and been confused as to why there is somebody in bed with me which for full transparency i obviously <laughs> live with my girlfriend of seven years we've lived together for like four of those seven years and i've been waking up and not knowing who is in bed with me and i'm my sleep has been all insane um mm. since getting back so i certainly haven't been having uh any any Champions League dreams? Not that I ever have in the past, but it, it is getting to the business end. And as we as we click back into gear from a very boring international break, it'll it'll start to feel real. That's interesting. That's interesting. Boring 
international break. I, I don't know. I'm always I'm always on the. I, I agree. It's an unpopular opinion. Um, speaking of which, yesterday's episode, City Unpopular Opinions. If you haven't already, go and listen to it. But I, I appreciate I'm in the minority here. But I don't mind international breaks. Obviously, there's not the jeopardy. But someone who I suppose it's because I like to consume unhealthy amounts of football but I quite like seeing you know that you get them stories Kazakhstan coming from 2-0 down against Denmark um in that same game Hoyland not Haaland another another Scandinavian striker doing the business he's got five in two games you know I love those little stories that pop out of international football you don't really get them in in domestic football albeit you know the quality is much much more saturated I think I think international football is more interesting to follow on in Europe because over here, you know, the U.S. just plays a variety of honeymoon destinations that should just all <laughs> come together and call themselves like Honeymoon FC or something and and be one <laughs> giant team. Um, and we Which don't, is you know, what they we do in ha- cricket. They do that in cricket. They're called the West True. Indies. I yeah, that's wonder prob- if yeah that that would make them much better and give us another opponent to to beat seven nil. Um, but um, yeah, I think. International football is just different here because it's still pretty new here in the mm. kind of realm of popular opinion. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I saw a bit of the Granada game and, yeah, didn't look too much of a contest. Um, right, okay, what are we here to do today? Well, um, we're, we're going to put together a time capsule. Now, that sounds a little bit strange. As my Hang introduction, on, a l- time out. A what? A time capsule. Is that a, a Amos pronunciation or a Mank <laughs> pronunciation? <laughs> what would you say? Capsule. Capsule. You're adding an you're adding an H that isn't in the word. No. Capsule, as in S-U-L-E. Capsule. Capsule. I don't know. I, I've said that I've said the word that Go many on. times. I don't know. Go I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm meant to be saying now. Keep um, going and I'll try and hide my cringe. <laughs> <laughs> as I alluded to in the, in in the introduction, God, my head's gone. As I alluded to in in the introduction, um, we're going to be doing some premonitions, some predictions, getting those those Manchester City tarot cards out and looking ahead to what might come over the next few weeks. We've got some um, familiar voices, you could say, who've sent in some WhatsApp voice notes, so you can you can tell who who took some time to to care about the audio quality and who's just done it whilst they've been sat on the toilet. But um, I guess. We'll play the tape right about now. You can hear what people have to say. Basically, they're predicting what's going to happen for the rest of the season for Manchester City. Adam and I will be on the other side to do some reactions. Hey, I'm Ollie Kirsch, and my entry into the City Report podcast time capsule is we are going to win the treble. I think we are going to get United in the final of the FA Cup, and we're going to teach them a lesson. We're going to teach Bayern a lesson in the quarterfinals. We're going to slap Real Madrid left, right, centre in the semis and then teach Napoli a lesson in the final. And Arsenal are going to bottle everything. We're going to drop a bunch of points and we're going to win 12 out of 12. So there you go. Ultimate optimism from me only. Enjoy this one. Hello, I'm Ollie McCool and my entry into the City Report podcast time capsule is I think City are going to win two trophies this season. I think the Premier League's a little bit out of reach. Arsenal have a really, really strong advantage and there's not many games left. And I think I think both sides are going to drop points, but I just don't think City are going to get over the line there in that one. Uh, the FA Cup represents City's best chance for a trophy and I think City are going to win it. Um, if it's a Manchester Derby final, that's going to throw up all sorts of 
you know, questions and it's going to send City into an absolute, City fans into an absolute meltdown. But I think we should be able to come out on top in that one. As for the Champions League, I don't know. I've just got a feeling that City are going to do something really special and it's going to take something really special to win the Champions League this year. But um, we've seen this team do special things and maybe it's our time in Europe as well. Hello, I'm Joe Ritchie, and my entry into the City Report podcast time capsule is that City finished second in the Premier League to Arsenal. Look, I think it's been a good season, not a great season, some ups and downs with some tinkering throughout, but I believe that that second place finish and that tinkering has ultimately led City to be in a strong enough position to go on, win the FA Cup over Manchester United, and go on to win the Champions League by outlasting Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and eventually Napoli in, in the final. I also think that that's going to put City in a position where Erling Holland wins the Ballon d'Or and Pep Guardiola cements his legacy as the greatest manager of all time. So not a bad season, huh? Hello, I'm Alex, and my entry for the City Report podcast time capsule is that City will win one trophy this season, and it's the one that nobody really thinks they're going to win. Um, obviously, I think they'll get to the FA Cup final, but I do kind of worry if it's United... And obviously other competitions by that point tend to take precedent. I could see City losing that. Um, Champions League, um, less confident about the buy and tie now that they've changed manager. Um, And, you know, something's bound to happen, isn't it? Um, But I think, you know, they might go on looking pretty good in the Premier League. They might go on another mad run. And I think they'll catch Arsenal at some point. so I think the Premier League will be the one trophy. Hello, my name is Oliver Lowe and my entry into the City Report podcast time capsule is as follows. I think Man City will come second in the league, losing out on the title to Arsenal in the second to last game week. I think City will win the FA Cup. I'm predicting a 2-1 win against United and I'm going to go with Ruben Diaz to score from a corner in the final. And then I think City will win the Champions League, a blowout against Napoli in the final, where Erling Haaland will score a hat-trick. Hello, my name is David Powell, and my entry into the City Report podcast time capsule is as follows. Man City to win the Champions League, 1-0, scrappy game. We're going to take the win. Gundogan scores it, lifts it as a captain. Premier League, we will come second by four points. FA Cup, we will win it. So we will do the double, which we've never done before. Peak of Pep Guardiola's career. Peak Man City. Two trophies. Runners up in the league. City till I die. Let's go. Hello, I'm Andrew Detmer, and my entry to the City Report time capsule will be the most optimistic in the group. Not only will we defeat Brighton in the FA Cup final, not only will we defeat Arsenal in the Premier League, Manchester City will finally lift old big ears. And you will see Pep Guardiola, Ilkay Gundogan, Erling Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne, and the rest of that crew in Istanbul lifting the UEFA Champions League and signaling the dominance that this club has had during the Pep Guardiola era and the dominance that will continue for the next several years. Hello, my name is John, and my entry into the City Report time capsule is that City will finish the season with the treble. Disappointment of losing out in all three of the competitions that they are still currently in. I think Arsenal will win the Premier League, and City will 
reach the Champions League final, uh, therefore not prioritise the FA Cup final, which they will lose, and then mess up the Champions League final in some backward, typical City fashion. Never change, City. So, um, some some ballsy claims there, you have to say. We've had a, a variety of different suggestions as to what City might win, what City might not win so far this season. I have to say, I did enjoy John's little uh, little teasing at the start, saying City are going to get a treble and a, a treble of final defeats or, or treble heartbreak in terms of not winning any trophies at all. Unsurprisingly, though, Andrew saying City will win the treble, along with Oliver Kirsch as well. Um Adam, I guess before we get into sort of analysing it, we'll ask, we'll do our own predictions. What are you putting in the in the Manchester City City Report podcast time capsule? Well, it's it's a really interesting season because you know, obviously, as we've talked about, I was just over in England and saw a couple of fantastic wins. Saw I think nine Holland goals in three games. <laughs> the the mood around the team was fantastic. You know, we're on this little winning run and. I was in the car on the way back from from Burnley with a couple of other city supporters, and and one of them said, "You know, this team is absolutely incredible. We've got probably the best goal scoring machine we've ever seen grace the Etihad pitch, and this season could still end in just utter disaster. Like this still could mm-hmm. be just a total waste of a season. Holland could shatter every single goal scoring record that's ever existed, and we end the season trophyless." So. It's a really weird season where it feels like it's way more on a knife edge than it's been before. Maybe if I could, you know, transport myself back into time to feel how I did in, you know, late March of 2018 or late March of 2019, maybe it would all still feel the same. Although I guess we would have had a, a League Cup in in the coffers already at that time. But um, it is it's a weird feeling just how on a knife edge this season is. Well, you say this, but I. I- only recently remembered this was exactly where we were this time last year City had been knocked out of the League Cup early doors they were in the FA Cup semi-final obviously had drawn against Liverpool this year it's Sheffield United which is probably albeit you know if we were to get Liverpool this year it might be a, a more favourable tie but you, you'd suggest that's one where City should be winning and progressing into the final they were in the Champions League quarter-final they had Atletico Madrid City got Bayern Munich this year Perhaps maybe Bayern Munich's a harder task, I don't know, but it's still, you know, a, a big match. And obviously in, in a Premier League title race, I, d- I don't know if this year I'm feeling different, if I'm feeling the same. It, it's weird, isn't it? You, your judgment is certainly clouded. Um, let, let's sort of work through each suggestion one by one, starting with the most outlandish, going towards the most devastating. Um there's a couple of shouts for the treble, Premier League, FA Cup and Champions League, the treble as those across the, well not even across the city, across whatever postcode divide you want to call it, are at pains to remind City fans whenever they can. Chances of that happening, um, I, I, unsurprisingly I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit not so much optimistic, but I, 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 can, I can't see it happening at all to be honest with you, but I think City will win trophies, I'll give my prediction in a minute, but treble yes no maybe uh it's a no for me um and I'll, I'll just go ahead and give my prediction so it can kind of shape my my thoughts on on our contributors opinions but i think i've kind of um conceded the fact that we're not going to win the league um and that's not out of really any fault to city i think arsenal just have the look of champions you know mm. <clears throat> we've seen 
teams like Liverpool slip in little moments in the, in the past, you know, four or five years. Arsenal have had the the banana peels on the track and they haven't slipped. You know, they they've avoided the banana peels. The the uh, the home game to Bournemouth away to Aston Villa. Those were the banana peels that were thrown out in the mm. way and they get late winners and and the mood around Arsenal is just phenomenal if you're an Arsenal fan. And and I think there is a massive difference between the mood around Arsenal right now and the mood around Liverpool in uh, what would it be 2018, 19 and, and last season when they were leading title races because the mood around Liverpool was always nerves, always nerves. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Don't slip up. Whereas I think with Arsenal, it's like we, we have the tools to do this. The, the mood is great. The atmosphere at the, at the Emirates every week seems to be great. Um, Whereas it felt like at Anfield in the past, it was just absolute nerves everywhere. It was probably mm. a horrible place to be in May of 2019 or you know April of 2019. Um, so I don't think we're going to win the league, and I think I'm okay with that. Um, Arsenal winning the league on the final day means that United and Liverpool didn't, so I'll be celebrating either way, basically. Mm. Um, as far as the other two competitions, I have been pretty vocal about the fact that I think we will win the Champions League this year. I think that the little things we've been missing, a lethal striker that will take the one or two chances we maybe create on a, on a tough night in Madrid or in Munich or whatever, um, we've got that now. And I think we've seen a type of resiliency in the competition that I think City is kind of figuring out how to win Champions League games. You don't win them mm. the way that you win... Um, against Watford. You don't win them the way that you win against Villa. You win them a very particular type of way. And I think that City are figuring that out. So I think they go on and win the Champions League. And I think just purely out of convenience of the draw and how far they already are, there's no reason they don't go and win the FA Cup. Um, I think in a one-off game against United in a final, if both teams play to the best of their ability, City win the game. I think it's as simple as that. Um, so I'm going for an FA Cup Champions League double. Ooh, a, a path not so not not trodden so much. Did Chelsea do it in 2012? Can't quite remember. Um, let, let's do the Champions League then, because you mentioned the good feeling pre-international break, and and I feel like that's maybe shifted a little bit. A couple of injuries, Harlan's a doubt for the Liverpool game. Phil Foden certainly ruled out for that. You know, still waiting to see a couple of people come back from international break. Have they picked up any, as Pep likes to say, niggles? Um, but one of those sort of the the one of the things that has dampened the mood a little bit is the sacking of Julian Nagelsmann and the appointment of Thomas Tuchel, who. Um, has history of crushing Manchester City Champions League dreams. Let's say, is, is that any is that a, a, a contributing factor for you at all? Is it something that will cause a problem? Obviously, Tuchel had Pep's number in that twenty twenty one season uh, a few times, more more than once certainly. And and you know, <laughs> you've got in a team of Sadio Mane, the scourge of Manchester City, many a times. You've got Leroy Sane, left City a couple of years ago. You've got. Uh, Joe Cancelo as well, obviously, his, his problem is well documented. And now Thomas Tuchel. Seems like the script right is a, a, a mustering sum up for that tie. Yeah, I remember that little period when, you know, the Chelsea fans were saying that Thomas Tuchel, is, you know, had Pep's number. And um, 
But then did we not go on to beat them three times last season with Tuchel at the helm? At least twice. I know we beat them mm-hmm. home and away in the league. I think there was a, a cup draw in there as well that we beat but them. There was, but there wasn't, I, I, not, not that I can remember, unless I've got it wrong, but there wasn't <clears throat> so I, I, we a, at a least high did a double over them. knockout game. Yeah, but you yeah. said winning Premier League games is easy. It's going to be a, a different task against them right, in the Champions League. I think that losing to Chelsea in the final wasn't a Thomas Tuchel issue. It was the fact that we can't seem to beat English teams in the Champions League. I think that it had nothing to do with who the manager was. I mean, it helped. He he's a, he set them up to win hmm. tournament-style football. Um, but it always feels like we lose to, to English teams, and we kind of always do. Um, so no, I'm not really that concerned about it. And like I said, I think that this city team is different than those teams of the past. I think those teams of the past, like I said, they played, you know, away to Atletico Madrid or whoever it might be. They played away to, you know, I can't think of who we've had. I'm t- my mind is totally blanking on who we've had in, in the past, but they've played away to Real Madrid the same way they've played away to, I don't know, Sheffield United. And it's just, it's a different style of football. It's it's kind of like mm. how we talk about the difference between club football and international football. You win games in a different manner. Um, and I think this team is built for that now. So I'm not really that concerned about it. I mean, maybe it, it if anything, it makes it a little bit tighter in my mind because I think he'll set them up to be really solid and break with the likes of Mane and Sané and Canabry. And, and maybe it'll be a bit more of a, a nervy affair instead of an, an open affair, but I think City have all the tools available to them to do it, and I'm weirdly feeling very optimistic about it. Yeah, I, I do wonder how the Tuchel, and not just Tuchel himself as an individual. Although I saw his first training photos come out yesterday, I think it was, and he had a he had a strapping grey beard. It seems like that time away from football's not done him not done him too many favors. Although he looks he looks splendid enough, but I, I almost wonder not just his effect, but the the whole new manager bounce effect. I, I you know made a, a point of saying I follow German football quite regularly, and. Bayern Munich, whilst they were never terrible under Julian Nagelsmann, there was there was definitely a, a missing piece. I think Nagelsmann was a fantastic manager. He should just never have gone to Bayern Munich. And I think, you know, Tuchel comes in, he, he is the man who is able to stitch stuff together and he is the man who's able to properly, as we saw with Chelsea, when he came in there, he won them a Champions League out of absolutely nothing. They were woeful under Frank Lampard and it just clicked sometimes. And I, I fear that perhaps this big international break, Guardiola sees it, goes, oh, no, 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 and starts to do that. That's the thing he does where he locks himself away in his room for the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully not. You know, Haaland, etc. Hopefully this time it is different. Um, my prediction then, before we start to wrap up, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a double. I'm going to say an FA Cup win in there. Um, be that against United, which I will be finding a Buddhist retreat and taking myself off to if if that is the case, or against Brighton, which you know you can make an argument would be a more difficult game. I'm going to say for the other trophy, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to flip what I've said for the rest of so, sort of so far this season or the last couple of weeks. I'm going to go for a Premier League win because when when push came to shove for me and I was thinking about it and I was going right, okay, what have we got left to come? First things first, there is. 11 games, I think it is for City, 10 games for Arsenal. At this point in the season, that's never the case. You've usually got six or seven, and we're getting into proper sort of last few weeks, you know, looking at the fixture list, saying Arsenal can win it by here, City can win it by here, etc., etc. Um, but when push comes to shove for me, I'm thinking 30-odd points on play, 
there's a game against Arsenal to come, which could take it down to two if City win their game in hand. I don't know if the title race is done. I don't know if the title race is done. Maybe I'm doubting myself. Maybe I'm giving myself some sort of false optimism. But City have been here before. I remember you saying last year, Adam, actually, you have no reason to doubt City in the title race. So, bar the good feeling surrounding Arsenal. I think if Liverpool, basically, if Liverpool were five points clear, would you would you be saying it's done and dusted now? Uh, sorry for the, the dog whining there. She clearly is very upset about your opinion. Um <laughs> It's a tough one for me because you're right, and I, I will stand by that, that you have every reason to trust City in title races. And City may go on and win every game from here on out, mm. but I kind of get the feeling that apart from the game against City, Arsenal may may do the same. Mm. Um, yeah. The, the other thing that plays into my mind is this is not a big squad, and we've seen the the fixture list that's going to pile up. We've got an FA Cup semifinal. Um you know, that's going to come, it's going to be league during the, or no, it's going to be league weekend, trip to Munich in the week, league, uh, FA Cup semifinal, Munich at home, league. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a horrible, horrible fixture pileup. And we don't really have the squad to deal with it. You know, we're talking Phil Foden out for maybe more than a month. So you've got two wingers and Cole Palmer. Obviously, Alvarez mm. can play there, but then there's no you know out and out backup to Holland at striker if you need to rotate. We saw what happened last season when it came to this similar type of period when City had um, what was it Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, mm. Liverpool, right? And one of those was an FA Cup semifinal, and they put out a heavily rotated team in the FA Cup semifinal, and they were burnt. And obviously, Liverpool is a different kettle of fish to to Sheffield United, but I think the Lack of squad depth in numbers. Obviously, there's great quality in the squad, but the lack of squad depth in numbers could be what comes back to to Haunt City because obviously we're going into this with potentially no Phil Foden. Jao Cancelo left in the winter. Um, so you started the season with a small squad, and it's even smaller now going into your busiest period. So that that's kind of weighing on my mind a bit. If you could, If you could give me, in a fantasy world, two or three more players to sprinkle in there, then I'd say, yeah, maybe this team goes on and wins every game from here on out the rest of the season. Um, But I just don't think we have the squad capable of dealing with it. From talent, yeah. Numbers, no. What I will say at the moment, I think the squad is there just about. Phil Foden's injury, while not sort of helpful in any way, shape or form, is probably a position where City, if any, could could afford to lose at least one player. There is enough depth there. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, um, Jack Grealish, of course, Cole Palmer, Bernardo Silva can play on the wing, as you mentioned. Julian Alvarez can slot in there as well. So I think potentially that position is one where you can afford to lose one player. I think if we're looking at the midfield, say, for example, touch wood, it doesn't happen. Rodri drops down injured. Eek, that's a big problem. That's a season-defining problem. And obviously defence as well, given the problems at, at full-back. Um, right, okay, then we'll, we'll begin to wrap up. I said Premier League, I said FA Cup. I'm not going to say the Champions League because I think it would be the most typical City thing ever for them to win the, win the Premier League, win the FA Cup, get a chance to do the treble and lose to... I'm not even going to say Napoli because Napoli a good team. Lose to Inter Milan. Inzaghi's into Milan who are about 40 points behind Napoli in Serie A I, just, I could just see that happening so that's what I'm putting in the capsule you said uh, what is it Champions League FA Cup no Premier League we've had all sorts of different suggestions interestingly enough no one said Premier League and Champions League hmm is there a reason? Uh, 
Yeah, I, that's a that's a good shout. I'm not sure. Maybe because those two are the the most uh, the most difficult to capture, mm. and you kind of just pick one or the other, and then sprinkle the FA Cup in out of convenience. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Uh, listeners, let us know what you would what put I in did, there. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, listeners, let us know what you would stick in there. Obviously, gearing up for a mammoth, mammoth period um, tomorrow. We will turn attentions towards the Liverpool game coming up at the weekend. Friday, we've got a Liverpool Echo writer on the show to preview the the match from the opposition corner. Until then, I've been with Adam. I've been Amos Murphy. It's been an absolute pleasure. See you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.